0: If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports Talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you.
1: It's the end of the week. It's Friday. The weekend is nigh. Football is back, and the AM drive is live once again. Aaron Crouch, what is up, big dude?
2: Oh, it's the uh, end of most people's work week, but I am uh, sitting here having my coffee, and uh, my wife has gotten me turned on to these little syrups for the coffee that's made it uh, a game changer and actually if uh 12 ounce uh, the brass if you're listening i need me a sweet 12 ounce mug so i can pimp the network
1: you know i was this close to buying a polo i might do that today actually have I you have bought polos? A- really I have,
2: I have polos i have three polos from 12 ounce one of them they gave me and two of them i bought um so uh el jefe i need a, i need a mug now
1: <laughs> okay oh, question have you um oh i forgot I was going to say something cool about 12 and I forgot. Anyways, um, but hey, it's um, 7 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast. On the East Side, it's um, 10 a.m. Eastern, and we're live either way. Either Even if, and if you're in Chicago, was it, like 9? I forget. Anyways, oh, I, I myself, got this
2: for you, by the way. I got meant to wear this for you.
1: Anyway. As much as I despise them cheating in 2018, I'll take that. that I, it's Big Poppy and Josh Beckett have a place in my heart. So it was Dice K. Dice K. <laughs> Dice K matches, Oh, come on. Any – Papabot. let me shut up. Okay, let, me, let me get to this. Kevin Euclid. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so I was watching the Hall of Fame game last night, which we'll get to in our next segment. Um, and uh, it kind of hit me hard because it's officially the end of Peyton Manning as a cold as a football player because he's now being immortalized into football eternity, the Hall of Fame. My first ever game I really cho- I really picked, I was a mere 12, 13, I don't know how old I was, but in 2007 when the Colts played the Bears in the Super Bowl, I'd watched football games before, but I really picked this one because I said, that's a blue team, and I like blue. So I chose the Colts, and boy, I fell in love with Peyton Manning. It's part of the reason why I don't like Tom Brady because I grew to hate the rivalry, as most Colts fans should, despite us not being a very passionate fan base outside of Indianapolis. So in case you were wondering how this Georgia boy who was born in Virginia likes the Colts, now you know. But what is so special about this moment, Peyton was such an awesome figure for football and the pop culture of it all. I will say this, though. If he ever talks that long-winded, on Monday Night Football with Eli, I'm going to cry because I'm expecting those two to be really good together. And ESPN's got a great gem there. But if that dude won't shut up like he was last night. I might I might grow to hate him after retirement. But thank you, Peyton, for all you did. It, it, it was awesome watching you play and watching you. Omaha! But, yeah. And your thoughts on Peyton Manning?
2: Yeah, I'd like to say thank you to Peyton for being uh... – A little bit of a choke artist in the playoffs, uh, much obliged, allowing Tom Brady to win uh, six Super Bowls during his time in the AFC. Um, Peyton Manning, you are one of the top quarterbacks of all time, but uh, I will never, ever consider you the greatest.
1: That's okay. Some people do, and those people are weird. That (laughs) segment
2: 12 is greater than 18, and I ain't talking about Aaron Rodgers.
1: To a golf, I, I, he's a golf guy, folks. Leave him alone.
2: I'm he's saying he, number number
1: twelve. Number twelve. Oh my gosh! Now there are better quarterbacks who have worn twelve. I think Payton's the only one I can think of off the top that's worn eighteen. That's a memorable name. I mean, give me anything else. Um, so that was presented by Buttercloth. And today I definitely am hashtag very soft for yes, Payton sure. That's that's not that's not weird at all. Um, Aaron has a Buttercloth shirt coming in. And I can – I probably, hopefully Monday it comes. Hopefully sometime next week we'll be able to see that on the show. But we'll shout out our people at Buttercloth. Um, I love their commercial that they give us, by the way. Well, that we thought Aaron found. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, that was brought to you by Buttercloth. Don't forget you to follow the AM Drive on Twitter. AM drive120. Instagram and drive on 120Z. Like us on Facebook because you don't just like us, you love us. So, liking us will not be that hard. AM drive 120 z the username. And also on Twitter, just like we have with Six Baskets, one something. I forgot what their name was. Six Balls, um,
2: one Basket. Congratulations. Did for you order the vice
1: golf? Um, vice golf hat?
2: Yeah, I got in contact with Vice Golf and they sent it out. And uh, so, we're all good.
1: I ordered a Vice Golf hat too. I've ordered the black and orange one.
2: Uh, yeah, so we got we got with uh, I won't reveal his uh, real name. We got with six balls, one basket on the Twitter DMs, and uh, we got we got him in connection with Vice Golf, and uh, yeah, he ended up going with uh, the blue snapback.
1: Oh, okay, Well, at least I'm different then. I I, hope, I didn't help that we both I hope that we both didn't buy the same thing there. That's cool. Um, we're having another gateway on Twitter. At 500 followers, um, Aaron, I believe we're doing an NFL t-shirt of somebody's choice on Fanatics.
2: Yes, yeah, so 500 followers will be a NFL shirt. Uh, like brought, this one. Brought to you by Fanatics, just as he's wearing there. I do like the Hall of Fame patch. I mean, no disrespect, all, all love for Peyton Manning. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And it does suck that he caught some bad breaks, but uh, you right. know, somebody, uh somebody's got to be on that side. Uh, yeah, those, those those the Fanatic shirt is going to be uh, the 500 follow giveaway. The 1,000 follow giveaway, stay tuned. That's TBD, and the 5K giveaway uh, will definitely be TBD. If we get 5K here by at least by the end of the year, or whenever we do, we have to do a big follow uh, a big giveaway here. So I, I'm uh, thinking I'm uh,
1: thinking cash got to be involved with the 5,000 somehow, some way. No
2: cash, no cash, no cash. Gift we'll cards,
1: to- come on.
2: We'll get you something. I think the five hundred follow, or excuse me, the one thousand dollar or one thousand follower giveaway might be a buttercloth shirt.
1: Ooh. Well, we'll leave that alone. A uh, nice little tease there for the buttercloth. By but the way, this thing right here, um, I, I want to say shout out to fanatics. I did not read the description because I never read descriptions on shirts for some reason. It's not only a nice feel; it feels like a Nike shirt, but it's not a Nike shirt. But the way like, they stitched this in here is like a three D feel to it. So if you're feeling myself it's not me being cocky it's me like I love this shirt that's my first time wearing it anyways Aaron okay. um we want to <clears> at <throat> an end of an era here soccer legend Lionel Messi is leaving Barcelona Aaron you're reading up about that before the show tell us what you know and what you've seen and heard
2: yeah so it's it's a strange situation here because you know it's not the breaking up of the band between Lionel Messi and Barcelona uh, because of differences, or because one side's angry at the other, or both sides angry at each other—it's uh, financial obstacles. The Barthelona, I knew it. Barcelona like can't sell off enough salary to wow. keep a Lionel Messi, even a reduced salary to Lionel Messi at this point. Uh, Messi's thirty-four years old. He's been a free agent. Since July, uh, when the contract wow. expired, and uh, it's just it's just really weird to see you. You kind of, especially in sports or in the world's biggest sport, you kind of like to see consistencies with, you know, Ronaldo. We we saw all the the big thing uh, when Neymar moved. You know, that was such a big, colossal news story. And, and the fact that this is happening
1: this one's bigger.
2: It's it's way bigger. Like take right. the take Tom Brady moving to the Bucks. If you're not a, a soccer fan or a football fan. Uh, take Tom Brady moving to Tampa Bay and, and multiply it by a million. Yeah. Billion, maybe. And and then you've got the amount of, of eyeballs watching this story. It's just incredible. Um 21 years with one team. Uh and he actually signed a new deal, but La Liga has uh, nixed that.
1: And so nah, you good. This is where the of Chris Paul, you're sorry, behind.
2: Yeah, so it's <laughs> just it's just I I, I think. I don't know if this is a story that becomes, like, juicy and tense, but I tell you what becomes the story now is you've got the world's biggest free agent on the market.
1: Yeah, hey, that's a good take, world's biggest free agent. Um, I have nothing to add to that. Leon, he's the GOAT. He might be Ronaldo's son, but we're going to leave it out alone. Um, so when we come back, um, Aaron's going to bring it in, and we're going to talk um, U.S. Um, hoops and Hall of Fame in the betting baseball bears. we we'll write be right back. This is the AM drive live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Welcome to my bookie. You're ready to create an account and start making money. And we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to one thousand dollars on your first deposit now you're ready to bet just go to mybookie.ag visit the sportsbook click on your bet and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip yes it's that easy just remember at mybookie you play you win you get paid hey buddy Hey.
2: Just how soft is a Buttercloth shirt? Ooh. Made from 100% long fiber eco-friendly cotton, it's silky smooth with incredible six-way
0: stretch. Mm. Hi, nobody. Buttercloth, the softest shirt in the world.
1: Mike and Aaron are just like you. They love sports, so they shop at Fanatics, which has merchandise for teams like the new Seattle Kraken. Every day features a new special. Before you shop, www.12OuncSportsRadio.com slash sponsors and click the Fanatics logo. AmDrive is a proud Fanatics affiliate. Shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries. Get a TV. Even purchase your favorite soda. But wait. Do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight on Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www21 slash Amazon, sign in, and get shopping. It costs you nothing, and helps us. That's www21 slash Amazon, thanks. <laughs>
0: all right and
2: welcome back to the am drive here with mike and aaron on 12 ounce sports we are sponsored by the logo in the corner fanatics look at mike peyton manning hall of fame shirt from fanatics it looks pretty smooth and he's already been touching himself on the on the show this morning so (laughs) (laughs) i guess you can too if you're looking for gear that gets the sports fans in your life covered well fanatics has got you taken care of every team every league they got the apparel merchandise and memorabilia to ensure that you and yours are showing your team pride each and every game day. We are proud sponsored affiliates of fanatics.com. So please use our special promotional link. When you shop for your products, visit one zsportsradiocom amdrive backslash drive sponsors today, or email us at AM drive one, or excuse me, 12 ounce AM drive at gmail.com. And we will have to provide you the dedicated link. Thank you for your support and pick up your gear at fanatics today.
1: So I was going to say, if you're already on Twitter, our Twitter page, AM Drive on 120 z actually click the link tree. It's actually a quicker way to get to the Fanatics link. Just to let you guys know, Aaron set that up pretty nicely.
2: Yeah, the, the link tree is set up on the Twitter and the Instagram and – And
1: YouTube. Yeah,
2: and the YouTube page as well, which we need to get more active on the YouTube page. I, I do, uh, My bad. Also, guys, you should have checked it out. If you haven't yet, you can go back and do it. We had a midnight drive, I believe, on Monday. That was what. And uh, I know Mike says in our live show keep the cussing down, but shit got weird.
1: That was bad.
2: That was weird.
1: I, I shot to them to them doctors though. <laughs> yeah,
2: whoever that was, that was
1: it was uh, great. Whatever.
2: That was incredible. It made I think it made I I don't I don't I didn't love the way that the the trend that the that the midnight drive was going. So uh, I think they, they definitely made it a lot better. I can tell you that. That was rough. Yeah. But w- once a week we will uh, we will tweet out. Uh, when we do the midnight drive, but uh, also right now, if you want to get engaged with us, uh, jump on Twitter, uh, watch us on the 12 ounce sports Twitter and jump in the chat. Give us a little bit of love here and uh, we will engage with you guys during the show. We'll talk about it. Uh, we have a, we have an outline, but if anybody wants to give us some more stuff to talk about, we we definitely will do that as well. Also, we've got uh, Tony Johnson coming up in the third segment talking NFL and now we're going to talk about uh USA men's and women's basketball. Yep. Now, men's basketball, uh, Mike, we all panicked when they lost to France and they I'm lost to Australia and they lost to Nigeria. But here they are playing for gold, and Kevin Durant looks like the best player on the planet right now.
1: That's that's crazy. Like, Shout out Luka Doncic, by the way. This would have been a USA versus Slovenia game, which is crazy to think about. But France was able to edge Luca and the Slovenians um,
2: by one point. By
1: one yeah, Luca actually hurt his wrist and his elbow. Like his elbow was bleeding apparently in that game. I didn't see it. Man had 18 assists, 10 points, and 15 boards. It was actually the third ever Olympic triple double for Luca. Um, well, for, right, for um for a player, it was a Russian in the 70s, LeBron in 2012, and Luca. So I think Luca's in pretty elite company there. Um, as for Kevin Durant, shout out to Popovich really for making this thing gel. I know what people are saying. Oh, you know, it's hard to lose when you got this good of a team. And I I agree, especially in the Olympics. However, Nigeria played them pretty well. And you see when you're a, a, a unit that gels together, it works a lot better than people think it does. But that's why Miami Heat were able to play well in the bubble. That's why the Lakers won in the bubble because they were together, and I think that's huge in the Olympics too. And apparently, these guys, you know, put egos aside. I'm talking to you, Bam.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of have to in this spot if you're you're not really playing for large paydays or anything like that. You're literally playing for the pride of the country. But if you're Team USA men's basketball, and and at this point, you're gonna at women's basketball too, you know, going for their seventh straight gold. I think you're almost playing where. <laughs> Where gold is the only option. I mean, we talk about this. We talked about this yeah. when they lost to France, when they lost their exhibition games. Like, you know, you've got professional players. Gold is the only option. You're the best team by far. I mean, the sports books had you at anywhere from minus six hundred to minus minus a
1: thousand. Oh my god. Before that
2: loss to uh before that loss to France in the first game, which ironically you're gonna get a, a chance here in the gold medal game to avenge that loss. I loved it because after losing to Nigeria, losing to Australia, and then losing to France, they went down to minus 225. So let's go God almighty. Let's go USA.
1: Um, I do want to say a shout-out to the women as well. Um, Now, for years, the women obviously have had a huge advantage because obviously their game is not as global as the men's game, I would think, is. But they are still incredibly talented. WNBA has been great this year. They have advertised it and has been pretty good this year. Um, As for the gold medal stuff, I I agree with you on that one because it's almost like the gold becomes plastic after a while. It's so normal to see at least the basketball teams get it. It's like it's gold or bust. And that gold better be – I it's an incredible thing to think about how impressive they are, especially at basketball. There's a few other sports too, but basketball is one of the ones. And shout out, by the way, Simone Biles. We talked about her earlier. In the week and earlier last week, I believe too, she won a bronze medal. Yeah. So apparently I that mean, wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe I don't know. I
2: I think the bronze medal, and I want to touch on something else here. The bronze medal for Simone Biles is a very polarizing situation because she came back for the individual events, and you know it's it's created an issue with people who said, well, you you bailed on the team, but you came back for the individual events. I, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that. Good for her. I mean, it adds to the medal count uh, for Team USA, which is really all I care about. You know, I love the golds, but the total medals is also good for me, too. Um, (laughs) Also, the other polarizing situation here now is the the U.S. women's national soccer team.
1: uh, Oh, yeah. Wow. Not
2: not getting the gold and only getting bronze. Um, It sparked a tweet Mm. from uh, Donald Trump, which, of course, is like the least polarizing figure in the world. Junior
1: (laughs) or Trump?
2: Uh, no, Donald Trump.
1: He's back? He's never left, man. I think they got rid of his Twitter account.
2: Uh, maybe it wasn't a tweet. Maybe he just... Uh... Maybe it was
1: Facebook. I don't know.
2: Anyway, so the point being is I'm not really trying to get into that whole thing. I'm just saying that, like, you know, here's a situation where I don't love the fact, regardless of what side you're on, I don't love the fact that there's people in this country actively rooting against their own country. I... I don't love the kneeling thing, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like, "Hey, USA, go out there and you know, screw up." It's it's a weird thing to me. I don't love mm-hmm. the polarization in this, and there's if you got to be damn sure that I'm not I'm not rooting against my country to to to, to take anything less than gold. But um, the women's I want to go back to women's basketball here. Get it back on track. Get back on the field, as you like to say. Um, it, are the women's basketball the women's U.S. basketball team? Are they more dominant and their – respective uh yes. gender sport than the men are?
1: I would say yes because like I said, um women's basketball to my to my knowledge, and I think it's pretty decent knowledge, it's more popular in the US because I don't I just I see the way that they're they're destroying teams. I mean seven straight goals I get like it's it's impressive and all. But at least the men have a Slovenia, Luca Doncic. At least the men have a France and Argentina and Australia powerhouses. I don't see that from the women. Like in the first quarter, they're they're up by twenty, I believe, last night. In the silver uh, game, like well, they wow, won by 20.
2: yeah, they won by twenty last night. So,
1: but they, but I think the first quarter they were up by twenty. And they kind of just screwed around for the last three quarters. It was well, unreal. I mean,
2: the reason I asked about it is because. Uh, the U.S. women's team have won 54 consecutive Olympic games. They haven't lost. Oh since.
1: my god! You,
2: you've been alive, and the U.S. women's team have not lost an Olympic game.
1: That's crazy. 1992 well, I know.
2: in Barcelona, ironically.
1: <laughs> right.
2: So that's why I asked that because it just feels like they seem so much more dominant in theirs, despite the fact that we know the U.S. as a whole is dominant to a to a degree in men's basketball.
1: Yeah. Oh well.
2: All right, so let's. Uh, you've got it up on the screen. Baseball betting bears the bad news bears, as they've, oh. been, they've been referred to uh, lately after selling off all their pieces here of the, of the title run. It's it's crazy to think, you know, the Cubs won the World Series after 108 years, and nobody great from, game uh, almost by almost nobody from that team is is still there anymore. Five years later, so.
1: right? Uh,
2: I kind of liken it to the Vegas Golden Knights here. They only have like two or three guys from the expansion team. Still Dang. on the roster, and it almost feels like you've, you've turned over a new leaf. But, anyways, we're talking about the Cubs here. Uh, last September, they unveiled plans to partner with DraftKings to produce a sports book, uh, one in the stadium and one right around there in Wrigley Field. And, uh, and it looks like that uh, we're moving forward with those plans. Um, wow. I, I love everything about this as a sports better. Um, I love the fact that sports betting is becoming nationwide and sports betting is becoming mainstream. Now, with the Evander Kane stuff we talked about last week, or was that early Monday? It's it sets it puts a black eye on on sports betting, which is an an unfortunate two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, to see things like this, uh, you know, to have a DraftKings sports book, hopefully maybe some other ones get in there. I, I love sports betting being nationwide. I also love competition, and right now DraftKings and FanDuel are blowing away the competition in places not named Las Vegas. So uh, your thoughts on sports gambling and your thoughts on it becoming more prevalent in and near stadiums.
1: So I'm not a, I'm not a gambling guy, really. Um, I try to stay away from that. However, it is, it is huge to think that the Cubs are, I, mean, this is, I guess this is the first instance of this, like a, a sports, a major sports team doing this. Am I correct in saying that?
2: Uh, doing what
1: specifically? Like, just doing is a sports book outside their stadium?
2: Uh, no, um, there's uh, there's well, outside maybe, but there's inside of uh, where the Devils play and where the Sixers play. There's sports books inside the stadium, and I think wow, I think De- Denver Mile High is getting one uh, like a lounge where there's ah. gonna be sports betting. Uh, Invesco Field, so
1: that makes for live, especially the, the live bets in game bets are huge. I well, think what you the one
2: inside Denver is only going to be for Denver football games, right? Like as far as the in-play, but you can bet on other
1: things. A Vander Kane situation—it's like the refs in the NBA years ago. It's like, uh, eventually, money is—is is, I don't want to see the root of all evil over here. But the if money situations of, is a problem, it was sports betting sometimes, and unfortunately, you probably will see. More instances of that, I would think. But it I mean, it's good for sports in general because let's face it, for years they've done this, and why not just run with it? You know, make the money that you can, let the fans make money, let the fans have more debates as if we need any more of those. It's it's a good thing for sports, I agree. Yeah,
2: speaking of a good thing for sports, Dwayne Haskins leading the Steelers oh. to a touchdown. <laughs>
1: Did you watch the Hall of Fame game? I watched a, a major, almost the entire thing. I kind of cut it off in the mid-fourth quarter. But I got to see Dwayne Haskins. Um, first of all, <laughs> um, he's the same guy. He's just an average quarterback at best. He's better than Mason Rudolph, okay? If that's good for Steelers fans, he's better than Mason Rudolph. Because that dude is trash. I
2: think their eggs are still in the Ben Roethlisberger basket this year. So, don't Oh, miss. I
1: think Big Ben is going to do well this year. I really do. Um, His teammates – Dropped passes last year. we will talking about that thing in the AFC North segment with Tony, but um, I it was a good game. Um, I want to say that, and I feel like the Cowboys, um, God Almighty, they still cannot stop a nosebleed on the run defense. I don't care if it was just a simple little pickup game. It was it was bad. Najee Harris opened up the game. I do like Najee Harris, but he was plowing people early. Just it was a good game. It was fun. It was good to have football back. There's still some holes, but there was some good stuff last night, too.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't watch it at all. I don't think I've ever watched a Hall of Fame game, <laughs>
1: um, to be honest with I've you. I haven't watched so, many. Uh,
2: I don't really have anything to add to this. But speaking of the Hall of Fame, I think this is maybe one of the best classes I have ever uh, seen in recent memory. I mean, you're talking about Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Huge. Top five wide receiver, in my opinion. Charles uh, Wilson, right? Charles Woodson got in uh, of the Raiders and the Packers.
1: John uh, Lynch.
2: Thing. John Lynch, one of my favorite football players of all time growing up in Tampa. Dude, just murdered Great people. GM. So far, yes. But dude murdered people when murdering was cool. Now he would never survive in this league. Um, Alan Fanica, uh, an all-pro guard. And Drew Pearson finally gets in. Good for Drew Pearson, wide receiver of the Cowboys.
1: Also, oh, Tom Tom. The Hail Mary, Thomas. right?
2: Yes, the inventor – well, the co-inventor of the of the Hail Mary in that spot. Drew Pearson, long since been uh, – needed to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tom Flores and Bill Nunn, a scout from the Steelers. Congratulations to all of them who were technically the 2020 class being inducted because of the COVID era. Snubbed. In 2021, yeah.
1: Jimmy Johnson, I believe, as well. Coach of well, the Jimmy Cowboys. Johnson
2: – Jimmy Johnson is part of the 2020, I was going to say congratulations That's so sad. to the 2020 class for being inducted during the COVID era in 2021 as well. We can go over those real quick because we got a couple seconds here. At Waters, Isaac Bruce, Harold Carmichael, Jim Covert, Bobby Dillon, Cliff Harris, Winston Hill, Steve Hutchinson, Edgeridge, James, eh, hippie, uh, Alex Karras, Troy Palamalu, <laughs> Donnie Shell, Duke Slater, Max Speedy, uh, Ed Sprinkle, Bill Coward, Jimmy Johnson, George Young, Steve Sable, and Paul Tagliabue, the old commish.
1: Uh, 2021 was better. Sorry, it's their moment. They'll leave. Let's leave them alone. Um, Aaron, you want to take us to the break? I
2: can take us to the break. On the other side, we are talking to Tony Johnson, formerly of Vegas Squares Fame, uh, to preview the AFC and NFC North. So stick and stay on the other side of this commercial. We'll be back talking Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, and that garbage that is the uh, NFC North. Lou. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to MyBookie. You're ready to create an account and start making money, and we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to one thousand dollars on your first deposit. Now you're ready to bet. Just go to MyBookie.ag. Visit the sportsbook. Click on your bet and input the amount you wanna risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember, at MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey, buddy. Hey. Just how soft is a buttercloth shirt? Ooh. Made from
2: 100% long fiber eco-friendly cotton. It's silky smooth. With incredible
0: six way stretch. Mm. I know, buddy. Buttercloth, the softest shirt in the world.
1: Mike and Aaron are just like you. They love sports, so they shop at Fanatics, which has merchandise for teams like the new Seattle Kraken. Every day features a new special. Before you shop, www.twilloncsportsradio.com slash amdrive sponsors and click the Fanatics logo. Amdrive is a proud Fanatics affiliate. online shopping, Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twelmonsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twelmonsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. <laughs>
0: all right and welcome back
2: to the am drive with mike and aaron presented by 12 ounce sports we are live here on the 12 Ounce sports twitter the 12 Ounce sports facebook where else are we live at here mike i can't think of all the places zingo tv channel 761 we're on periscope we're on twitch if you've got it we're on it also that Vice Golf commercial, Mike, that thing slaps. I love the beat on that thing. That is a hell of a commercial. Vice Golf, they have been rapidly changing the game. Very simple. They sell premium golf balls right over the internet and ship them directly to you for a lot less expensive than Pro V1s, TP5s, the Bridgestones, or anything else like that. Please visit AM Drive sponsorship page on 120cSportsRadio.com backslash AM Drive sponsors today. Click the Vice Golf logo. Get to shopping Congratulations again to six balls, one basket on their uh, giveaway win. They won a free Vice Golf hat. It is en route to their house uh, right now. So, again, congratulations. We're doing another giveaway at 500 followers from Fanatics and another giveaway at 1,000 followers from our newest sponsor, Buttercloth. And speaking of Vice Golf, they were one of the OG Vegas Square sponsors, and we've got a Vegas Square, Mike's parent, apparently Mike's baby favorite Vegas square in the house, Mr. Tony Johnson. What's going on, brother?
3: Uh, not too much. You know, that's the best welcome I can see. Is uh, I figured it'd be you, Aaron, but it's it's nice to be respected by Mike as number one, so
2: we'll take it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny. The first thing, when, when Mike and I started this show and everything you know, kind of was in its infancy stage, he goes, you know what? I don't care if it's golf or football, but Tony Johnson has to make an appearance in our first month, and here you are.
3: There it is. It worked out. It's great to be here, guys. Uh, I've been following along as much as I can. It's a little early in the morning here for me to catch you live, but I uh, I'll at least get to the, uh, the podcast and the replays, and uh, it looks like it's going along pretty well for you guys to start out.
2: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, now, for those of you who uh, weren't around in the Vegas Squares iteration, uh, Tony uh, does uh, bet on sports by trade, so it's uh, definitely – a great thing to have him on, but he knows his football and, um, you are going to start a little something of your own here on the YouTube channel, uh, talking gambling, uh, most notably on football or, or give us a little bit of a breakdown on what you're going to be doing here, uh, to help people make money.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we had, I had a collaborator, a professional veteran in in Brazil, uh, who had to pull out, unfortunately, had some family, uh, issues long time he's come back to the united states actually Mm -hmm. here so that's why i'm a little bit delayed in getting it all started so it's just going to be my own venture at this current point but Yeah, as you said it, Aaron, just going to be mostly football focused and the stuff that a lot of people don't talk about. So things like the player props, I know we talk about, of course, uh, on the Vegas Square spot. But I know most people tend to focus on, you know, just the general teams and point spreads, you know, things like that. But uh, we're going to go into a lot of the other stuff, some of the player prop stuff and definitely into the futures market, too, especially as the weeks go on as well. I think there's a lot that can be had uh, in those futures markets, not just for teams, but again, for players as well. Things like MVP and uh, you know Offensive Player of the Year, thing uh, coaches, things along those lines. I think there's uh, there's some spots here, and, and as you guys were talking about you know earlier, as as this really expands into more states and becomes much more of a a nationwide deal, you know people are now betting right in the stadium that they're sitting in, uh, you know beer in one hand, you know phone in the other. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's just you know the way to go, and um, you know it's a lot more I think fun in that sense. Uh, you know betting on players and. Uh, and things like that, I think, can actually uh, not only just yield better results, but I think it's a lot more fun, uh, you know, following, you know, your favorite players, um, you know, not just the teams.
2: You know, it's funny, Mike, speaking of vice uh, and vice golf, uh, beer in one hand, betting in the other. That's two two of my biggest vices, I got to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Um, Tony, I was going to ask you real quick um, before we get into our divisional talk here. You... um. Obviously, like we discussed, are a big-time um, betting-by-trade guy. What is the caution and what is the benefits of those? I don't want you to just hype up on it or degrade it, but what, tell the people what it's like to be in that lifestyle.
3: Uh, I would say avoid it. Uh, if you're in between, uh, you know, what are those deals that you're either all in, you know, or you're out. So that the best thing I can say to to people that you know, I've had a couple of people talk to me about wanting to bet, you know, more seriously or take it seriously or bet more, or do whatever the case is, is. You know, it, to me, the success rate, if you really are trying to make money at it and it'd be a successful endeavor, it's just like any industry, it takes a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of effort. You know, you guys developing your own show, you know, all the time and effort and resources it takes for that. It's the exact same thing. It's like any, you know, any sort of business. Um, you know, uh, I, I would say the other thing you have to be prepared to do is to, you know, understand and take the highs and the lows. You're going to have weeks where, you know, you have everything set up well, you figured out a lot of stuff and, You know, the ball bounces the wrong way a couple of different times. You know, the the touchdown pass is dropped at the end of the game, you know, and you're (laughs) in a perfect spot. Things along those lines. And you have – you go from, you know, a situation where you're in, you know, great shape, you have the best of it, you have a great line, a great number, and you end up losing, Uh, you know, and losing for multiple, sometimes weeks on end. Yes, it's rare. Uh, You know, I think if you're doing the right stuff, you know, you're probably not going to have those big chunks of weeks, you know, on end. But here and there, it's frustrating, uh, you know, when you're doing the right thing. So, you know, that, that would be the other thing is just dealing with the highs and lows, um, is very, very difficult, especially again, if, if you're at the point where you're trying to put food on the table too, and it's, you know, it's, it's a main deal for you. Um, you know, uh, can you go back the next time? Can you go back the next day or the next week and put your best foot forward and, you know, give it 100% effort, despite, you know, the horrific beating you took last week? Because again, come in with a clear mind and be focused. I think that's the toughest part. So to me, it's more the mental side than anything else. Amen, brother. A Bye.
2: PSA for avoiding being a sports gambler. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's get into these. Uh, let's get into this AFC North. We got a three headed monster at the top. Everyone. Thinks that this team, that team, the other team is the favorites, but uh, who in your mind is the team to beat here? Uh, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, and maybe even the Bengals, I guess we'll right. throw them in. <laughs>
3: I'm glad you guys started with these two divisions, especially the North, because I think it's the most intriguing division out of all of them, uh, because we do have such a high quality. I mean, you could make an argument for the NFC West too a, lo- a lot of quality over there. But I mean, yeah, these three teams you know, are, are really strong. Yes, yeah, Cincinnati is still a work in progress, and I do think they're the clear number four. Uh, yeah, no, that's not new news. I, I understand that. But, um, you know, to me, it's, it's tough. Uh, I, I have Pittsburgh as the defunct. And I think pretty clear in my mind, number three team here. I mm-hmm. know a lot of people are lumping Pittsburgh all the way in. You know, they're the usual team. You know, Mike Tomlin's got such a great coaching record, fantastic coach, nothing against him. To me, everything that Pittsburgh is doing is going the opposite direction of wanting to win games this season. Not saying they're not going to be great in, you know, the coming years. Who knows? I do not. We're seeing from them at all, mm-hmm. uh, both on paper and on the field this season. So it comes down to Cleveland or Baltimore. And you know, again, it's hard to argue against Cleveland. You know, I've never really been a big fan of, yeah. of Baker Mayfield and some of the things going on there, but uh, everything is, uh, if you can run the ball and stop the run, I know it's not 1980, I get that, but they did that so well last year. They're in the top five in both of those categories. And they, I think, got better on offense. I think you could make a strong argument they're healthier and they're better on that offensive line. Uh, you know they're a number one, number two rushing team in the NFL, and that defensive line is as good as it can be. And if Miles Garrett can stay healthy, man, it's just it's a hard team to beat. I mean, how can you beat this team? You know they're going to be in every single game, week in and week out. So again, if I have to take a, a you know a pick, I haven't you know made any of these bets yet. Usually I'm into the third. Uh, second third week I guess the third week's the last week of the preseason now um, when I'll have all my bets finalized to me Cleveland uh, would be my pick uh, right now although Baltimore strong team Uh, I like what Baltimore's doing a lot uh, as well but again I think they lost too much in the offseason especially those two defensive they lost two big defensive players I think that'll hurt them a little bit too much going uh, going forward so my pick is Cleveland
2: all right. So let me ask you this though. Your pick is Cleveland. You talked about, you know, the, the opposite directions of the Ravens and the Steelers here, but which quarterback do you trust the most in this division?
3: It's mm. a good question too. Um, well, again, it can't be a 39 year old Ben Roethlisberger who I think probably should have retired. Uh, normally that would be an easy answer because he's been trustworthy for what, uh, 16 plus years now uh, in his career. But uh, you know, as a, as a trustworthy guy, especially if you can, you know, talk about, you know, not only running the ball, which I think a lot of these, you know, quarterbacks besides Roethlisberger can do, but certainly with their arm, um, and and you know, not making mistakes. I think it's definitely Baker Mayfield. Uh, again, who is the best quarterback? You know, whatever. Certainly, I would choose Lamar Jackson. We're going to take everything mm. into account, but a guy I'm going to trust, who's not going to make mistakes, who had a really strong second half last year. Um, is Baker Mayfield? Um, and, and there's something else I wanted to bring up with Mayfield, too. You know his numbers were down, um, I, I think last year for a couple of uh, reasons. One of them, weirdly enough, is weather related. So he played huh. in two, he played in two games where there was wind gusting of forty five miles an hour or more, and two or three other games where there's rain and there was just significantly poor weather. So Cleveland actually caught the bad end of some weather uh, last Mm. year. And I do think Mayfield's numbers would be significantly better. So with better numbers, I think he'd be, he'd be talked about more, It'd be more in the public eye. Um, you know, he'd have 30 touchdowns, uh, compared to what he had. So to me, I actually think that matters, um, sort of in the, in in the public perception. Uh, but again, when you don't have to rely on your arm strictly and it can be such a run based team and you don't have to run it yourself, like Lamar Jackson's going to have to do. Um, I just like what he brings uh, to the table there and you know, we don't, we just don't know enough about Joe Burrow at this point. Certainly could be him uh, either by next year or the latter part of this year, if things go well, but uh, I guess I'd go with Baker Mayfield. If I had to choose uh, for that question.
2: Yeah, that's, that was the thing It's a tough one because you're right. Baker Mayfield has shown two quality seasons, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. This feels like it, you know, it can't be the step back year for Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, what do we get? You know, he can run for sure. Can he pass when need to? They built the offensive weapons at of wide receiver for him, so I think there's no excuses there. And you know what? I got, I still got love for the 39 year old quarterback in Pittsburgh here, but uh, to maybe do some things.
1: Hey Tony, first of all, I want to say I love you, man. Love your, love your stuff. Cannot wait for the for the future endeavors with YouTube and whatever you choose to do. Um, I have a question about the Steelers because I personally have. Um them was fighting for the Browns as number two. Um, I do believe that the Ravens are with their whole Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman time running out thing. i same thing happened with Colin Kaepernick where they kind of figured him out with the run stuff. With the Steelers, though, I love Najee Harris. And do you think how well do you think that goes with a nice, decent young receiving core? A pretty good defense. Najee Harris. I mean, what does does Ben have to do much next year?
3: Well, I just don't think he stays on his feet, uh, or no matter mm. who the quarterback is. Uh, to me, based on my uh, rankings, and I've, I started out with offensive lines because I think it's one of the most underrated and important things. This might be the worst offensive line in the NFL. Uh, if right. not, it's sub, it's sub three or four. Uh, so they've lost a couple of guys, uh, you know, villain wave at a free agency, uh, to retirement. And the people that have brought in are definitely going to be significantly weaker. So in my aspect, there was a very poor offensive line last year. Overall. I know they had some injuries, but they were very poor last year and they got significantly worse. So, that's my issue. Uh, I have nothing against Najee Harris. He seems like uh, you know a fine rookie candidate, uh, especially the fact that if we're gonna if we get into the fantasy realm, I know all the fantasy guys are super jacked about him because he should step in right away into a feature back role. Uh, you know, like what we saw in Alabama, but we like what we see from every Alabama back. You know, that starts against <laughs> get, carries. So you know, that's it's exciting in its own right, but. You know, Najee's speed uh, combined with his power, you know, we see a lot of power backs from Alabama, you know, over the years. Uh, Najee can run and he's shifty too. Uh, he is a legit guy uh, in that sense. He does not get enough credit uh, for his speed and shiftiness. His lateral movements are really, really good. I know he's a big guy, but uh, it's really quite good. So again, I like him. I'm with you, Mike. I love the receiving core. Uh, I know we don't really have a clear guy, a clear, you know, go-to dude. But, I mean, there's three top-end guys uh, there for sure. And James Washington is the best number four receiver I think that's ever played uh, on a team. Right. I mean, this guy this guy would be a, a, a perennial starter anywhere else. So, I love the group there. Love the defense, certainly. I, I mean, the defense, no question about it. The uh, loss of Bud Dupree is something. But, obviously, they're getting their core main guys back. Devin Bush should be healthy. So, yeah, I like all the aspects. I can't get behind a team that might have the absolute worst offensive line. And that's if they stay healthy. Uh, You know, everyone's pretty well picked over, uh, you know, on the free agent market at this point. I know there's still some trades kind of going on, but uh, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, how is Ben going to play 16 games? You know, that's my question. I mean, does he play? Here's the question to you, Mike. Uh, If we set the line at 12 and a half starts for Ben Roethlisberger, do you take the over or the under?
1: Hmm. I think over just because there's 17 games. Okay. Um, Maybe that number was a little higher, like 14 and a half. You might have me there. Okay. But I, I think it's close. But um, I do want to say I like your line. You can't get behind a team if you're going to get sacked in the process, by the way.
3: I think it's tough. I think it's tough. I would like – I'd like Pittsburgh a lot more uh, if they were better in that sense. But, um, yeah, I think everywhere else, uh, strong. And we'll see what, what Najee, uh, you know, is. You know, it's hard to say. I know we only had seven carries or so in the in the, uh, the Hall of Fame game, and, you know, that's against a lot of backups and things like that. But, uh, you know, it looks it looks positive. It looks certainly positive. Although, uh, you know, again, top-end running backs, when they come into the league and they don't have quality lines and they're getting hit a lot in the backfield, it, it tends to be a career regression. There's not a lot of guys that have gotten past that. You know, for every Barry Sanders, uh, there's like, you know, 15 other guys that, you know, fizzled out in three or four years. So we'll see. I'm hoping for the best for them, but we'll see. Right.
2: All right, Tony, let's wrap up the AFC North here and uh, give me who wins the division and if you have any player props for this AFC North here.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to go with Cleveland to win the division uh, with a record of 12 and 4. I think it's going to be close, though, uh, throughout. Even 11 and 5 might actually get this division. And the only reason for that, not just because it's not a good team, it's because I think these three teams can be really, really good. Um, one of the things to note as well is that schedule strength has really shifted now. So uh, Pittsburgh is going to play the what might be the toughest schedule and that's a lot because of uh their non-divisional games that they have to play too so they have a a few tougher non-divisional opponents on the road uh, compared to some of the other teams uh, in the division besides you know having to play baltimore twice and cleveland twice so i do think that will hurt pittsburgh a little bit as well i do not like uh their non-divisional schedule um but again are they still going to win 10 games and be there probably so to me i got I, i got cleveland at 12 and four I guess I'd uh, it would be wow. or, or sorry it'd be 13 and 13 is it 13 and 4 17 games I'm sorry yeah, 13, 13 and, four. and 4 13 and 4 probably 12 wins or so for Baltimore and then Pittsburgh right behind there. And again Cincinnati's a tough call. Um, you know I don't know what I would do. Um, yeah, just because we we're just so unsure the quarterback position being so important. Um, you know I I don't know about Joe Burrow. Uh, again I like what we see you know going forward. But again, we have a subpart defense over there in Cincinnati. Uh, We still have a pretty rough shot offensive line. Um, And, you know, Joe Mixon is a guy that I think we've liked and a really talented back. And he's got great hands, but he's never really fit into the offense and he's never really gotten going. He's never really had much over four yards of carry. Um, We've never really seen him find his stride. So. To me, it's too many question marks there. You know, I don't know what we're going to get exactly from them. Soft schedule, though. Really soft, uh, non-divisional schedule. So I think they should pick up some wins um, outside the division. But, yeah, I just I can't see much more than that. Um, in regards to props, Aaron, uh, I haven't – I've made a point to not make as many pl- uh, season-long player props. Um, so I haven't really looked a lot of those. I will have more stuff. If you have me back on in a few weeks, I'll have as as, as much as I have, as much as I can give you uh, then, and I might have a few of those. Um But some of the things I would do, I I wrote down an avoid list, an avoid and a go-to kind of list. So I would avoid any receiver uh, from Cincinnati and Cleveland betting overs uh, on these guys, especially day like weekly overs, because I'm just not sure what we have here. So I think there's a lot of good receivers in these groups, but nobody's a clear number one. There's no clear... You know, break. And also with Cleveland, we have not a lot of receptions. So Cleveland had, you know, led the league last year in yards per catch at 14.9, but they were second to, to least in receptions. So, and I think that's the way Kevin Stefanski go. That's the way it was in Minnesota. That's the way it's been here. They're going to run the ball a lot. They like both backs. We know what's going to happen. So if you're not going to get any consistency with whether it's Beckham or Landry or Higgins, um, if it's Hooper, I guess, who might get some looks now at tight end. I just don't know where to go with so when i watch things play out for three or four weeks and then you can maybe make some decisions but early on i would i would avoid a lot of these guys for a lot of the props for both cleveland and cincinnati receiver wise um you know the one guy i would say i really really like that i'm focusing on is is uh dobbins of baltimore the running back i think there's a clear thought that he will be splitting time with gus edwards still and i don't necessarily believe that's the case again i like gus edwards He's, I think, one of only three or four guys that have averaged five yards of carry for three straight years, which is kind of weird. Um, but he's still a mixing guy, and he's never going to be, you know, anything more than I think—not only just a mixing, but not really much of a goal line back either. Uh, I think Dobbins is, is going to be the main back in the goal line. He's averaging two yards of carry more than Edwards is, you know, within the five, uh, the five yard line. So I really think it's going to be Dobbins's uh, case to lose here. He's the guy I'd be backing. And especially with his season that he had last year at six yards of carry on relatively good strength against some really good teams in the second half of the season, he was running really well against good defenses. Um, that's the guy I'm looking towards. So I'm not sure what the numbers are for him season long or what we'll see weekly. J.K. Dobbins is my guy.
1: I love J.K. Um, I want to.
2: All
3: right, uh, Ma- I'm, Mike. Get get Sorry, I'm, a lo- I'm a little winded. I apologize, guys. <laughs> I love yes. it.
1: I love it. Keep going. <laughs> All
3: right.
2: So we-, so we got about two minutes left in this segment, and we haven't gotten to the NFC North yet. So basically, <laughs> so basically, I- I'm going to basically just let you have two minutes to dissect and preview the NFC North and let me know who wins.
1: I love it, Tony. Got it. All
3: right. Clear winner here, I think, is Green Bay. Uh, We were waiting for the Aaron Rodgers thing and what would happen fiat. Now that he's back, I know it's not on good. I don't really think it matters. Uh, the season that he had last year is not really able to replicate. We all know that everyone was healthy uh, until the very end of the se- you know, season. So that's fine. I absolutely love what happened at running back to AJ Dillon coming in, I think is going to be masterful in the spot that he's at. Really perfect fit. I think he fits great. It'll be wonderful. Aaron Jones goes down. I don't think they miss a beat. Hopefully, he doesn't go down for you know extended time. But really like what we have with Green Bay. Um, again, we know that offensive line is great. Is Bakhtiari looks like he's going to be back, ready to go. Uh, very clearly, I think the best left tackle maybe in the entire NFL. So him coming back will will be really really big. Um, it's a middle of the road defense, but again, they get to the they get to the uh, the quarterback. They got a pretty good pass rush. I just don't like anything else here. So I'll, I'll go really quickly through some of the other teams. Minnesota. Uh, The loss of Gary Kubiak, I think, as the coordinator, is absolutely enormous. Um, That was a top-five offense last year. People don't realize how incredibly good that offense was. It's just they couldn't stop literally anybody doing anything on defense. And that was the name of the game for Minnesota. But... Uh, they were fantastic on offense on both sides. Um, So I like Irv Smith a lot as a breakout candidate, tight end there for Minnesota. I think he's going to be sort of the main guy. We'll see a little of Tyler Conklin mixed in, but I really like Irv Smith. I think to emerge as really a a premier tight end threat. Uh, I like Minnesota a lot, again, on offense. I'm not sure what Kubiak's son is going to be able to do, how much that offense is going to change, but he's not going to be a great play caller. Gary Kubiak's a masterful play caller. So uh Minnesota still, again, they got they should get better defensively because they can't really get worse, but they didn't improve that much. Patrick Peterson, again, not really gonna move the meat needle, needle all that much uh, in my eyes. uh Chicago is still much a much of work in progress. they're 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 grasping at straws here trying to save jobs. Uh, how quickly will Justin Fields play? I I don't know. My guess is that, you know by week six, seven, eight, something like that. Um, I have no idea what's going on in the quarterback situation. Why they even signed Dalton or why nothing makes any sense over there. Uh, defense has gotten older. It looks a little bit weak. Uh, I the loss uh, at corner um, I, I think is enormous. Uh, it just, I, I don't like what the bears have going forward here and Detroit, uh, you know, for lack of a better word is a putrid, absolute mess this season. It's on purpose. They're trying to, you know, set up for seasons to come. I get that. But, uh, Detroit in like the Houston camp is just playing for next year and they're going to get absolutely throttled on a weekly basis against good teams. So to me, it's green Bay and green Bay alone. I think they win this division by a couple of games at least.
2: Well, I gotta say, you know, last year it didn't work out despite the one in five start we had. I sweat. know, I know. Um, I'm gonna go back to the Minnesota. Well, I think uh, I think a lot of pressure is gonna be on Kirk Cousins this year with all of his vaccine comments, and huh. so uh, I'm gonna take one last stab at Kirk Cousins saying "f the world," and uh, I, I, I think well, we might see some disarray uh in green bay i know that rhymes but that's not i didn't mean to do that so right <laughs> uh tony tony johnson formerly of the vegas squares podcast gonna have his new endeavors on youtube talking player props talking sports gambling in a nutshell mostly the nfl uh as soon as he gets a youtube channel up we will have him back on again so he can promote that uh tony again appreciate the time i know it's early trust me i'm here in vegas too it's a <laughs> sun, sunrise morning show here my friend i appreciate you coming aboard
3: all right thanks, thanks mike Karen. Yep, good to have you guys. Good to talk to you
1: guys. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good morning. Oh, boy. (laughs) We don't have much time, Glenn. Aaron, I appreciate – Aaron, I loved having that guy on. I don't –
2: Yeah, you know what? He's, He's a full show in itself. Like, trust me, I loved the Vegas Squares golf podcast, football podcast with Tony because, you know what, I didn't have to say much. This guy is just a, a brain full of knowledge on those kind of topics. And he's been uh, he's been surviving here in Vegas, just making sports bets. So, uh, so Gentlemen, I'm out. You guys enjoy the last uh, minute here. So uh, uh, duty calls, I guess. So happy Friday to everybody. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you on Monday.
1: Thank you, Aaron. Oh, love it. Goliath, what's going on, dude?
4: Nothing, Joe. I was just working on my uh, business just now.
1: Yeah, $4 a month, glennsprofessional.com, that's G-L-E-N-N-S G-L-E-N-N-S-P-R-O-F-E-S-S-I- I'm not going to spell it, that's on the screen, Um, glennsprofessional.com, Glenn is a, is a one-time loser in the sports war, um, he's one and one Glenn- And so are
4: you, knucklehead.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I only got about a couple seconds here, Glenn, what's good on today's show, if you can make it quick here?
4: What's good on today's show? I'll be rambling about the New York Mets collapse at the first top of the hour today today's show and how their season's over guaranteed against the Philadelphia Phillies. But also, to mention the Atlanta Braves, we'll be talking about the AFC North, who's going to win that division. Is right. Eli Manning a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. Well, just when does Justin Fields start for the Chicago Bears? Is it Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo for the San Francisco 49ers in Week One? And lastly, who's winning the NFC West?
1: I cannot wait for it. I wish we had more time, Glenn. That's okay. We, we had a great time for all of our guests here. Tony's back on. <laughs> I remember I should have done that him. I didn't realize he had logged off there. <laughs> But hey guys, it was fun. Um, thanks so much for everybody coming on the show. Thanks, Glenn. Um, I will hand your L's on a silver platter.
4: Yeah, right. In Get about two your hours. L's ready on a silver platter. And nice uh, shirt, by the
1: way. All right, this thing is amazing. You fanatics hooked me up big time. Um, Glenn, are you going when's the last time you bought a jersey?
4: You know, it's been so long. I think it's been a while. Wow.
1: All right, guys, we'll see you on the sports war later on. Oh, boy, it's about that time. We'll be back on at 1 o'clock Eastern. I'm sorry for going over to 12 Sports, but I don't think anybody comes on after this. It's a Friday. Have a good one, Glenn.
4: Uh, see, you see you later, dude. Hey, W. <laughs> right. Oh, it was fun.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye.